Welcome to the Social Insight Show, sharing social media industry perspectives. And now, here's your host, Jeff DeHaven. Today's show is brought to you by Social Mitten, Michigan's largest social media conference. For more information on that, you'll hear about that later in the program. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Social Insights Podcast. Today, we are broadcasting from Social Media Marketing World in San Diego, California, and we are excited to sit down with Daniel. Daniel, how are you? Very good. My first, my first time at Social Media Marketing World, so it's you know good to kind of see it live and experience it in person. Well, it's certainly the place to be. This is my third, and I, I look forward and, and can't wait to come back every year. So uh, I'm, I'm honored that we can sit down and have this opportunity, so thank you in advance. Uh, for those that don't know Daniel, tell everybody what it is that you do. Uh, they, you also have a book that we want to talk about as well, so let's go ahead and, and dive into that. Yeah, you bet. So I, uh, thanks for saying I have a book. I do. <laughs> I uh, launched a book in December called Manipurated, Manipurated uh-huh. with an R. It's all about the kind of exposing the online ratings and reviews that, that kind of hidden underbelly people don't really understand. So some of the some of the foundational things that make that power all of those platforms, be it Yelp, TripAdvisor, whatever. Uh, so that book came out in December. I do social digital consulting for all kinds of companies. I work with Jay Bear, oh. who is uh, very amazing. Popular yeah, here. amazing. So right. I do a lot of consulting with his group as well. And that's where I heard about your book through one of Jay's posts. So yep. I was I was happy that that he turned it on, turned me on to that. So I'm not quite finished with the book, but for those you know that are looking at it, um, you know what can the book help them with? There, well, there are a couple of things. One is the 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 book is actually done in two parts. The first part is all about the mindset, which <laughs> is uh, it, it kind of confronts that knee jerk reaction business owners have when they when they see something happen on Yelp that makes them really mad. Right. It causes them to kind of discount the whole site and say, screw them yeah. and burn it to the ground. I yeah. don't care. I don't want to be there. Right. And <laughs> it, that's a, obviously not a good mindset. There are actual customers on Yelp and TripAdvisor. So it's, it's confronting that mindset and kind of setting that right. And the back part of the book is all tools and tri- tips and techniques, actual things you could go do to make those sites work harder with less time. That's kind of the idea. So it's a very small book. It's for for people who are very busy. Yeah, uh, very, so it's, very it practical. written for kind of the small, medium business owner. Okay. So talking on the small business medium, that's, that's at the core of our audience here. So if they're looking to say, okay, you know, everybody's manpower is, 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 is small. So where would they start off with this? You know, um, there's so many platforms out there. So where would they start off um, to really start, you know, not really responding back, but just really seeing the, the the reviews and ratings that are out there. What's the ones that they need to pay attention to the most? Yeah, this is that's a really important point. And the businesses I talked to who are doing this successfully long term didn't hire ten people. They didn't say, yeah. okay, I'm gonna I'm making this a priority. Therefore, I'm going to make you know make more headcount. Most people can't do that. Uh, it would be easy. That's the easy solution. The thing is just setting priorities and kind of setting boundaries on those priorities. So. You have to know what the priority sites are for your business, and it may not be Yelp. You might hmm. you might have reviews there, and they there may be many, and they may not refer you a single customer. Yeah. So knowing where your customers come from and where they're finding your information, it doesn't mean you would ignore the sites that they're not really using. But if you don't have seven hours a day to, to managing your reviews, then you really need to focus on the priority sites. So it's it, that's really the first step is, uh, is doing that. that. And there's right. some different ways you can do that. You can. Mm-hmm look at your analytics to see where you're getting inbound traffic to your website. That's one way you can right. 
like go old school and, and actually talk to people. <laughs> Ask the question. It's right. crazy. I know it's crazy to you know, talk to your actual customers, but to say, where, where are you finding me? And what, what matters to you when you're looking for a new business? when you were looking for me. So that's that's a really important point because it's reassuring when you'll get a couple a couple of answers and or, and you, you may end up kind of delimiting that down to like two sites. It's Angie's list for me and it's and it's some other site, some local supervisor site. or something. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's actually kind of reassuring. Like, okay, that I can do. I can handle that. So once you identify where the best places to find those reviews and, and ratings what would you, before even responding or being a part of that conversation, what do you need to have prepared or in place to take on that next step? That's kind of the whole mindset thing. It's, mm-hmm. uh, especially for small and medium businesses, it's not taking these things so personally. Yeah. You know, the, and for the most part, some customers may be coming after you on a kind of personal attack, but no, most, most are not. They really, if they're complaining, it's because you didn't answer the problem or you didn't solve the problem that they had. Uh, and you need to not take that personally. They're trying to, most people who complain are trying to help you make your be- your business better, mm-hmm. trying to help you improve. Right. And they don't necessarily want to take you down. They just want you to know and want other people to know that you know that these things happen. So kind of see them actually as a marketing opportunity. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually talked to a, a jeweler in Boston who they just had a really nasty situation happen. Mm-hmm right before the holidays this year, right before, right around December, beginning of December, okay. their competitor, they have about five stores in Boston, Long's Jewelers, they're, they're big, like a local jeweler, they, on their Facebook page, had, I think they had about uh, 400, four or five star reviews, so they had a good reputation on Facebook, I mean, they didn't have millions of reviews, but a decent for amount. a right. local retailer, good. Uh, they uh, woke up one morning to 150 one-star reviews. Oh wow! And their their rating went down to like two stars overnight. Huh? And they turned that. What they discovered was number one, it was a competitor in town mm. who did it. Who okay. Did a little research and digging. Wow. So that whole situation happened, but they really turned it into a PR opportunity. They, their customers rallied behind them when they said, "This thing happened to us, and we're really sorry that you, that it did." And customers actually came out of the woodwork on Facebook like these guys are great you know I got my wedding ring there they're top-notch so they turned it into a PR opportunity it actually ended up in the New York Times because of it oh wow which so how do you do that without like I mean you don't want to you know bash the other company that is is being you know hateful in this in this particular aspect but I mean how would you recommend going around doing that without you know trying to look like you're uh, you know you know, jumping into that and and and, and saw, yeah. you know, like yeah. So they they never jumped into the fray on it. They actually kind of took the moral high ground, moral high road, and never named, not even to me privately, never oh. named the other the okay. other company. They they just said, you know, this this thing happened to us. They they made a post on their Facebook page. They had to. I mean, they they had to do something. Yeah. So they po- put a, a note on their Facebook page and said, you know, we we were the target of what we think was a malicious review attack. We don't believe the reviews are real customers. Uh, we certainly are welcome, you know, candid feedback of people have had that experience, but mm-hmm. uh, we don't think we don't think this is these are real customers. And we're we're doing everything we can to keep serving our customers every day. That was kind of the tone of it, and people just came out of the woodwork. And now a word from our sponsor. 
Want to keep ahead of your competitors? Need to master a social platform? Struggling to measure your ROI? Discover how to improve your social media marketing at Social Mitten 2016, brought to you by Social Media Club Great Lakes Bay. Meet nationally recognized industry leaders, experience expert-led sessions, soak up countless tips, new strategies, and enjoy extensive networking opportunities. Taking place at the innovative and leading University of Michigan, don't miss the largest social media conference in the Midwest by securing your ticket today at socialmitten.com. Uh, I know, and I sat in Jay's talk yesterday, yeah. <laughs> and he talked about uh, a particular situation with Mao, uh, with uh, Mao Mix, and how they just came back with like a scripted, no personality response to that. So, so as we look into again identifying the platforms, kind of putting some things in place before we start responding. Do you recommend having some responses ready to go? Because, I mean, these reviews could come in any day of the week, any time of the day, um, and dist- distributing that out to a certain team or, or having a team that says, hey, we're in charge of seeking out these reviews on these platforms that we've identified, and here are some responses you can use, but, you know, kind of feel free to add to it as you go. Or, I mean, what, what would you say that business of any size needs to have in place like that? That's a really good question, and there, there's a fine line for me between preparation and being canned yeah so I mean you can have a script for how things should go Mm -hmm. every business should really have that you don't necessarily use that same script in every setting yeah I mean you don't say the same thing (laughs) over and over and over yeah in your door every day hello welcome to my store hello welcome to my store it just doesn't happen like that right yeah some days are sunny some days are rainy you kind of acknowledge reality that way uh, the one thing about it is you, you do want to have some ground rules for yourself as, as the business owner or the person managing reviews and ratings because you kind of need to know what you're willing to give away. In some cases, and that could be knowledge, it could be insider you know, knowledge about the business, so say we're confronting that, we realize this is an issue, or maybe actual thing, maybe hmm. a refund or some cre- store credit. And you don't want to be seen kind of being all over the place with that. It could be dangerous to your business. So uh, one of the businesses I interviewed for my book, he, they're, they're in the, uh, they do, they do uh, gondola rides, they, like high-end gondola rides for people. And he, he knows that his, his limit for compensation is a refund, which he can give. He can give everyone who complains a refund. It's not good for his business, but it's not going to kill his business. Right. But if you're in the wedding business, and you've got a you know a thirty thousand dollar wedding ticket, and that's a different story. You can't yeah. give those people a refund. <laughs> so <laughs> you kind of have to know what your your bottom limit is there, and and be consistent without being canned and bland about it. And a lot of uh, people recommend taking those those re- reviews and taking them offline, and individually, you know. If you have to compensate them, doing it that way or provide some type of of, uh, of a benefit to to fix the situation, um, are you recommending those those same steps? More or less. I mean, I I like the idea of if it's if something's kind of complicated and it's going to take more than a couple responses on Twitter or Facebook or anywhere to solve it. Mm-hmm. I like taking it offline so you can just get the thing done. Right. Some people don't want to talk to you on the phone. That's why they tweeted you in the first place. But yeah, true. You might need to. Uh-huh. Uh, but I always recommend circling back, even if you had a long phone conversation and saying, hey, Jeff, it was really good talking to you earlier today. Thanks for calling. I hope we solved all your problems. See you next time. So that people, if they're tracking that conversation, can see that you circled back and you fixed it or at least talked to the person. 
and and so in many cases that will result in some lift in advocacy people thank you loved it it's great Mm -hmm. see you next time and the thing I think is, and I'm kind of on the same lines with reviews and responding back and, and taking them seriously because, again, uh, people are coming to you to say this is what happened and giving you the opportunity to repair it rather than putting it on their own presence where you can't do anything about it from a business perspective. But the thing I kind of feel discouraging is Facebook, which is one of the biggest players, hmm. doesn't give you a notification when those reviews are on there. So it's almost like surprises and to write and to want to respond in a quick basis, especially if something you know like the situation you talked about with the jewelry store pops up I mean it's hard to be aware of that unless you manually check that process do you what is do you know of any way or any tools that can kind of help that 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 gap that's currently there yes specifically on Facebook that is that is a tough one right Uh, it is a tough one I personally think the next big innovation or one of the next big innovations coming from Facebook although they didn't really reference it at F8 Ah. is going to be in ratings and reviews okay they're they're in the best place to really kind of authenticate actual review mm-hmm. actual people right so I well they made it more prominent about a year or so ago yeah it's still kind of it's still pretty bad <laughs> I mean let's be honest a little better than it was though it's, yeah <laughs> improvements but yes, were made but needs more the bake they need to bake that cake a little bit longer it's still <laughs> a little raw in the middle it's better it's better <laughs> alright so um, what about outside of Facebook do you have any tools or things that, that can be utilized to you know, make sure that you're being aware of those responses that are coming in? Yeah, there are some really good uh, platforms. One of the challenges with rating and review specific platforms, so not Twitter, not Facebook, to a degree not Facebook, it, they don't all have open APIs. Even Yelp, doesn't. their API is mm, mediocre. Right. So it's, it's actually kind of difficult to scrub some of that data out. Some platforms have done a pretty good job of that. Uh, Sprinkler does a good job. If someone already uses Sprinkler for publishing, it actually does a really good job on the review side. Hmm. Uh, there are some review-specific sites like Review Trackers uh, that just scrub review data, allow you to respond in real time, so you can see reports across what you're doing, different different sites, mm-hmm. and that's useful. Yext is another one. Okay. Uh, particularly, Yext is great for multi-location places with with actual doors, doors and windows, because uh, it solves the additional challenge of your hours and your and your location that kind of stuff which can hmm. be kind of hard to stay on top of so uh, that's those are some of there's so many different platforms though and, and it goes from some pretty free even Moz has some services that are semi-free to super premium so there's stuff in that spectrum depending on what you what you need to do looking at you know you know making sure that you are getting back to these in a timely matter. Have something in place to respond to those that your team can use. Make sure you set, you know, kind of black and white on what that compensation is going to be so that's consistent. But beyond that, um, you know, for those that are listening that's still like, I, I get it, I get it, but it's still a lot of time. Why do I need to, <laughs> you know, I want to hit that home on why I need to really pay attention to that and what the ROI or the benefit's going to be yeah. for me long term. Well, I mean, it comes down to, to one thing. Do you want to constantly be on the hunt to acquire customers or do you want to try to retain the customers that you already have jay actually referenced this term yesterday retention hacking and there's all this stuff on growth hacking how do i grow my email list and you know sell 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 the thing is if you don't focus on retaining those customers you'll always be selling to to customers and review sites are the number one place customers find you so whether you want to keep the ones you have or find new ones you have to start with where where they're coming from which is 
unfortunately going to be on Yelp and TripAdvisor and these sites that, that put a, a bad taste in our mouths. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true because, like you said, I mean, if you're proactive with it, it's going to make it, um, you know, less of a process to try to continue to to, to marketing and get more people to be aware of you, um, and you're just pushing people through the funnel, yeah. <laughs> and that's going to be a, a never-ending battle from there. Yeah, so, and I would say if someone really says that I don't care about my customer, I just like to sell stuff, then you can stop listening. You know, it's, yeah. <laughs> I don't think many businesses are in that, that, that right. place, but there are some right there. So, so what's the process for, you know, typically bigger companies, big box stores or whatever we want to call them, um, usually are have a, a long lengthy process or they refer you to, and like you said, if somebody tweets, they don't want to call back, but typically that's what we see is write us here, call us here, mm-hmm. or something of that sort. Um, do you have recommendations for the best way to, once those situations come in, to handle them? Yeah, I mean, there's what's starting to happen on the big company front is they're, they're unifying databases. So Delta Airlines, for example, I think at some point last year added a field in their account if you're a SkyMiles member for your Twitter handle. Hmm. So they know when you tweet them, who you, they actually know who you are and where you're headed and if your flight was canceled rather than trying to cross-tap that from your name and maybe your face. And trying to get all that like together, that, right? yeah, at the last minute. They're unifying those databases, so no matter who's interacting with you, someone, a gate agent or someone on the phone or on Twitter, they, they know who you are and what your issue might be today. Uh, so that's, I mean, that's kind of real-time reactive stuff. Uh, some are being very proactive and going out and looking for, for opportunity to jump into. Uh, Hilton does that with their, with their Hilton Suggest program on Twitter. You know that's that's stuff big businesses actually struggle with. It's small and medium businesses are in a much better place. You can you can pivot more and be more nimble if you're ten employees and if you're ten thousand, much easier. Yeah, much easier. So something I recommend is you know putting like on your calendar because it's on your calendar. You're most likely going to do it. Is you know ten minutes a day to hop on, check the platforms that you've identified that needs to be you know we you know reviewed, and see what there is, and then go on the rest of your day. I mean, is that a good strategy that I'm throwing out there? Or would you have something to add to that? I, well, I need you to up the time. So <laughs> ten minutes may not, may not okay, up. yeah, or I something, did, yeah, roughly. I did sort of <laughs> I, I come up with a twenty minute a day plan. Uh, the 20-minute diet for ratings and reviews, and, and that was based on what I was hearing businesses kind of talk about their process. And it's 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 quick though. I mean, you you go, you check the, the check the sites that matter. You if you have to respond, you do it do yep. it quickly. Uh, take and take some time to re- really read the feedback and say, did something has something gone wrong with with an employee or a dish or you know a, a location? Has something gone sideways that we need to fix? And, and that's it. I mean, that that can be done in 20 minutes a day. It's better done daily than once a week mm-hmm. if you leave it to once a week you're really losing the opportunity mm-hmm. and they could have already been on to somebody else that's that's They're, your competitor if they, for were, the... if they left an angry complaint and you took five days to respond right it's not going to help yeah. at that point yeah to solve the problem you missed that opportunity one thing i thought that was interesting is i went to and i'm not going to name the name but i went to a restaurant and uh and they have on their their drive-thru a sticker that says uh, 1-800 number to call if there's situations arrive and, and they messed up my food it was correct on the screen and uh, and so I called and heard nothing and still to this day it's probably been 7 months absolutely nothing back wow. and I'm like you're telling me to call it's on the back of your receipts it's on the sticker on the window and you have a whole website and 1-800 number designated to it it's just it just kind of blows my mind again a big company of that sort that's just kind of lets it drop and 
I mean, fortunately for them, I've done business with them since, but it's just, it still puts a bad taste not in your happily. mouth. And I'm talking about it now, yeah. even though I'm not naming the name, but uh, it's interesting. Well, cool. Well, I, th- I feel like we can talk about this all day, but, you know, some really good nuggets that we that we put together uh, for this particular episode. Daniel, I thank you for your time. Thank um, you. And again, throw out your book one more time where they can go on maybe your website to, to dive into this a little bit further. You bet. It's super easy. Uh, it's Manipurated. There's the book. It's Manipurated.com. It's, all the stuff is there. There's a blog, a uh, podcast as well. I do a lot of small business owner conversations about these things, so there's okay. uh, some good content there. Cool. Well, thank you so much, and and thank you guys for tuning in. If you liked what you hear, we certainly would appreciate a review on iTunes. For more information about this podcast and ever and other information on the show, go to jeffdehaven.com, powered by Blue Thumb. We will catch you on the next episode. Thank you so much. This podcast is a production of Blue Thumb Digital. For more useful information, head over to bluethumbdigital.com.